Welcome to the Embodied Business Revolution podcast with myself, Polly Lavarello, created for entrepreneurs and online business owners who know that business gets to be different from what we've been told. Join me and my entrepreneurial guests for insights into how they've created wild success while dropping the hustle and honoring their well-being. Because I believe that success is more than a financial destination. It's how we get to feel every day. Hello, my lovely, and welcome again to the Embodied Business Revolution. Today, I am talking about how life launching is killing your online business. This is something I am so deeply passionate about. The reason why I got into coaching people on how to turn their businesses evergreen was a reaction to live launching. It wasn't like a, ah, do we do this or do we do that? No, it was getting burned by live launching. And not only that, getting to be in the very privileged position of supporting some highly successful live launches and those that weren't highly successful. Because as a Facebook ads agency, obviously I got to see behind the scenes of many, many successful coaches. And I'm talking multiple six-figure, seven-figure coaches. And yeah, we're going to be talking about figures, six and seven figures later. That's a whole other conversation. But for now, let me tell you this. I got to see what was happening. Now, what I witnessed was that even when people were having highly successful launches, on the flip side of that was just a business setup that I was just like, that's not something I aspire to have one day. A lot of them had team members where there was at least 10 people on the team, a lot of full-time employees. There was a lot of pressure on everyone involved. And I'm not going to lie, I also saw some what I deemed to be some pretty icky sales tactics. Because of course, when you're investing lots of money in ads, lots of money in a team, and you're investing pretty much your next quarterly revenue in one live launch, you got to believe that people are going to be <laughs> employing sales tactics they wouldn't use on their own grandmother to ensure that they hit their financial targets. Really soon on, I think I only attempted my own live launch once, And I just didn't enjoy any of it. A lot of it just felt really fake. A lot of it didn't feel good. If you have live launched, I suspect you will know what I'm talking about. Let's get into the nuts and bolts of it. Why is live launching not good for you or your business? And why should you be thinking very rapidly about moving to Evergreen so that you can build that embodied business that probably brought you to listening to this very podcast episode? Okay, so... First thing I want to talk about this whole six figure, seven figure thing, right? Like I never spoke in this way before I was in the coaching world. I didn't know what six figures was or seven figures. I remember somebody, the first time somebody went, I had a multi five figure month. I literally counted the numbers on my fingers to be like, okay, that's what that is then. (laughs) And I would often be like, why not just say what the number is? Like, why are you making me guess? Is it 99,000? Is it 10,000? Like, what are you talking about? Anyway, the point is, When we go into the online business world, a lot of us come in with skills and a desire to help people, right? You know, like nearly everyone comes into this space because they know there's a difference they can make in this world. They know they have valuable skills that help transform other people's problems, whether it's in business or in life or in health. You know, there's something valuable that you are here to do. Now, a lot of people come into this space with a kind of view of, 
okay, so what should my hourly rate be? That's that's where a lot of people start off. And then as they start to kind of either get busy with their hourly rate and feel like, oh, still earning after tax and after everything else, the same as I did in my old corporate job, and actually it feels more stressful. Or the alternative is they think they've got a really good hourly rate, but actually the number of clients coming in isn't great. The next stage of awareness for online entrepreneurs is usually like, oh, I can sell what I'm doing in a package. Genius. Then I have far more forecastable revenue. I can assign a higher value to it. I can be reassured that people are coming back. I'm not just getting them for one hour. They're booked in for 10. And they start to understand the whole benefits versus features. They'll recognize that somebody won't pay them for EFT necessarily, but they will pay them to be more confident about that public talk they're going to be doing next week. And if EFT is a vehicle to get there, sign me up. Okay. So these are all the kind of levels of awareness. Now, what happens once they start to recognize about this package thing is they then probably hear the phrase high ticket, you know, or they'll hear have your first multi five figure launch or have a consistent 10k month. And of course, that sounds immensely appealing, particularly when you see examples of myself included, people who have managed to turn all of that into a lucrative career that's giving themselves real freedom. Of course, people see that and go, where do I sign up? How do I do this too? Because it looks enormously appealing. And when you hear the numbers, it kind of sounds like a lottery win, right? You're like, oh my gosh, Like I could earn in one launch more than my entire corporate salary last year. Hello, amazing. What a lot of people don't know about this before they sign up is that it's very rare to be able to consistently have launches like that without things like paid ads, without things like a VA, without things like team members supporting you. Because when you're doing it all by yourself, the one thing, and if you've done this, you'll know exactly what I'm referring to. The one thing that everybody has in common who lives, live launches for the first time by themselves is that they are exhausted afterwards because there are so many things you're juggling. You know, you may well be creating the program alongside launching it, alongside you know, promoting it alongside getting in DMs and having conversations with people alongside having sales calls, alongside creating the email sequences that are going out alongside delivering your challenge or your masterclass or creating the master. There are so many different things you're juggling. It's no wonder that people get exhausted and then throw on top the pressure, the pressure of is that one extra email I write? If I stay up till midnight tonight, is that going to be the email that changes people's minds from eh, maybe one day to I'm going to buy it tomorrow? You know, do I need to add an extra bonus? Does my is my early bird offer too generous? Is it not generous enough? Should I have had it for longer? How long should I? Oh my gosh, you know, like I don't want to stress you out, so I'm not going to go any deeper into it. But let's face it, there's a lot of decision making, a lot of action taking that needs to be made around live launching and. Nearly every single business coach out there will tell you something slightly different, which will leave you feeling a little bit overwhelmed. But the understandable part here, okay, is that people are excited about this idea of this kind of sudden influx of cash. You know, it's that whole feast or famine. It's a real feast. Like there can't be a famine on the other side of a 40K, 50K, 10K launch, can there? 
Well, yes, I'm here to tell you, yes, they can, okay? <laughs> because if you are reliant on building your business off the back of live launches, what we see in the online spaces, there is definitely, generally speaking, beginner's luck when you've got a good offer. A lot of the time you've been building your list for a while, people will like, know, and trust you. So even without ads, the first time you launch, you can see a lot of success if you've nailed your offer. If you are listening to this, and you're like, that has not happened to me, Polly. That's because your offer isn't right. It's rarely anything to do with your strategy and nearly always everything to do with your offer. But let's say you've got your offer right. Let's say you've launched it. And let's say because people like, know, and trust you, you could be serving up pretty much anything. And you could just be giving them a PayPal link and they would probably sign up because they like, know, trust you and believe in you and want to be supported by you. And so the second you've served something up, they are all over it. Now, of course, that gets people really excited. They then decide to kind of get more people in. They spend some money on Facebook ads. They hire their VA. Suddenly, that next launch can be half as successful and you've had three, four, five times the amount of expenses. And then you're suddenly wondering, if I'm not launching again for a month or two, how long am I going to be going with that money? And this is where the feast or famine comes in, okay? Because then the pressure is a million times more intense when you then go to launch again because the last one wasn't good. So this next one better work. And this is where you see people bringing out really icky sales tactics. Oh, can you can see, can you see how everything can suddenly start collapsing inwards? I'm sharing this because this isn't necessarily my own experience, but really sadly, actually, the experience of so many people who've come to work with me, most people, by the time they've come to work with me, you know, they've they've ridden the rodeo of live launching and they are highly disillusioned. It feels out of alignment for them. It feels disempowering to them. And alongside these high pressure sales tactics that people can start to employ when they're feeling under pressure, you're building a financial house of cards with your business. Because do you know what happens when somebody buys Someone who perhaps doesn't necessarily have the financial resources, who perhaps isn't in the right position, but feeling a bit ashamed, you know, you've just done all the tricks on them. You've really highlighted how painful their life is right now. You've highlighted their desire to have better. You've highlighted that they are only worthy what they're willing to invest in themselves. And so they've, they've rather from a place of shame invested in working with you. Let me explain, okay, what happens when you do things like this. Suddenly you'll find people asking for refunds because when they have a moment to sit with themselves and really tune into what they need, a lot of the time they'll recognize, oh, that didn't actually feel very good. And actually, I'm not in a good position to do this. This isn't my right time to do this. I don't think I'm going to get everything out of this investment for that reason. So I'm going to need to ask for my money back. And then you've got the unpleasantness of that. I mean, I will admit refunds are just a way, you know, in online business, when you start to scale, refunds are just as you know common as things like unsubscribes. So they're going to happen. You know, I have had zero refunds on Scale with a Power One because I don't do any high pressure sales tactics. People come to work with me when they're ready. And I'm more than happy that that's the case. And I always make sure people know my door is open and that it is important that they choose the right time. If you're one of those people I've had these conversations with, you'll know that is true. 
Because I know there's nothing more empowering than you making your own decisions. I'm not here to make them for you. And that is also a reflection of what happens when you're supported by me. It's all about empowering you versus leaving you in a situation where I am the guru and you are my follower and you must do everything I say. That is not what I'm here for. That's not what my clients are here for. And that's not the experience I create. And so I ensure from the moment it comes to a sales call to the moment you work with me, It's always the same dynamic where you are the empowered one and I'm helping you make your own empowered decision. So you're going to be offering more refunds. This is where payment plans suddenly start, you know, bouncing and you either then need to decide whether you're going to be tackling it and tackling it costs money, right? Whether it's a team member of your own dealing with it or whether you hire an outside company to support you with bouncing payment plans, it's it's not great. You're also going to be dealing with clients, of course, who wish to drop out. So before that refund thing happens, people will just be saying, actually, I'm I'm here and I don't know why I'm here. I don't want to be here. Can I leave? (laughs) Not nice either. And then finally, you'll, you know, you'll constantly be looking for new clients because once people, you know, once people have worked with you and probably feeling quite resentful of you by the end of it, they're not going to want to come back and work with you again. They're not going to recommend you to their friends because they just won't. There'll be that inner simmering, you know, even those who are happiest in this situation will still be feeling some ickiness around it and will not be referring you to others. um, And they will not be coming to work with you again. Of course, that's not always the case. I'm speaking in some absolutes here and I don't like speaking in absolutes, but very often that's the case. I see it all the time with certain high profile business coaches who you can see They may have one core tiny following, but beyond that, they're continuously needing to pay to bring more people into their world because the people that are in their world are not staying. And that is the most expensive, ridiculous way to run your business. So as you can probably gather by now, I am not a big fan of live launching. However, there are the odd exceptions that I shall make as to why live launching works. So if you're sat here going, oh God, Polly, I'm about to do a live launch now. You've got me questioning myself. Or if you're just, you know, wondering why and how others say it's good, that there are a few rare exceptions for why I like live launching. Like for example, I will 100% be live launching this January. Keep your eyes peeled. We are making over the program of Scale with the Power One to make it the most, it's going to be in the most incredible, immersive, interactive portal. And you know, I'll be making a big song and a dance about that because I am so excited. But the intention behind that is not like your average launch. It's not to put pressure on anyone to come in at a certain time. It's more that there's something worth celebrating in the business, a bit like a podcast launch. You just want everybody to know about it. So we will be doing more than our average, usual evergreen promotions because... I'm excited. And when I'm excited, I have energy. And when I have energy, I want to get in front of the world and tell them all what an incredible online program experience we have created. I mean, we've already created it and it's already great, but the portal will be a whole other level of delivery, which I cannot wait for. But anyhow, in the meantime, back to you, my friend. There are other ways as well as to why live launching is valuable. And here's three of them. Essentially, if you are in the early stages of online business, and you're about to say launch your first group program, then a live launch is a wonderful way to validate an offer. It's very true that it's one thing to say to your friends, would you buy this? Would you buy this? And they'll kindly say yes, because they want to be nice to you and they want to make you feel good. 
but there's nothing more validating than cold hard cash. <laughs> so actually promoting and launching something and getting a few people to say, yes, I'm interested, I'm in, tells you that you have created an offer that sells, which then tells you if you were to turn it evergreen, which of course is my recommended route, you have something that you can actually sell without, you know, passively, you can sell that with a funnel. You don't have to be live launching, but I don't recommend turning anything evergreen until you've validated it. You want to have an offer that you know sells. So some people come to me and they already have an offer that is selling and that is wonderful. And in that case, we just audit and optimize it to ensure that the kind of messaging she's using or he's using is going to work with an entirely cold audience. And if it does, they can get going straight away. They can hit the ground running. But for most people, you know, it's really valuable to test an entirely brand new funnel, even if it's with a validated offer live. Um, but the difference with the kind of live launching I support inside Scale with the Power One, my signature program, is that we're not doing it with loads of ad spend. We're not doing it with a view to kind of have 40 new signups. It's it's like a scientific experiment. It's getting out there into the world to the audience you already have and ensuring that a few have said yes, because then we know that the offer works. And because it's a scalable program that people can come into at any time, you can continue promoting it the very the month following. So the fact that you may only have five signups at the beginning is no biggie because you get another five the next month. It's gorgeous. So it's also a wonderful way alongside testing your offer to road test your webinar. I mean, I kind of guess I covered that just now when I mentioned funnel. And it's also just a really good way to pitch and just generally speaking, present your offer because there's a very different energy, again, when you're doing it live and when you're doing it to people who don't know you, that's when uh, the little demons, little kind of mind weevils can come in and you can suddenly find yourself not speaking with a level of authority that you entirely deserve to deliver it with. Or it may be because it makes you feel uncomfortable selling, you find yourself rushing through the presentation of your actual program in case you might be offending anyone with sharing, you know, inviting them into working with you, which of course is a big no-no. And most of us do it. <laughs> okay, most of us do it the very first time. And it takes some practice getting out of that habit and recognizing you wouldn't invite somebody into a dining room with a table full of goodies and then say, well, you've seen those now, <laughs> let's, let's go elsewhere. Um, you know, you, you would invite them to sit down and eat. And um, okay, I guess this is where the analogy is flawed because you probably be like, and you're now going to pay me. But, <laughs> but you want to, you know, you don't help someone understand how to fix a problem and then not invite them in to, to do that with you. It just makes sense, right? But anyway, it, it's an area where a lot of people fall down. And to be honest with you, it's another of those areas where just experience and just getting out there and doing it is really valuable. And rather than record yourself clumsily, uh, you know, recording your pitch, it makes way more sense to deliver it live a few times. Um, and also just to receive that feedback immediately is so powerful. When you see people immediately booking in calls to want to learn more, when you see people signing up immediately or, or you know, making sales, you know, seeing them ching, ching, ching coming through after pitching, that's really powerful and can be a huge reminder to yourself that yes, you do have something valuable so that when you do record your webinar for Evergreen or anything to do with your funnel, the energy is just slightly different. So there we have it. Overall, Am I a big fan of live launching? No. Can you use it kind of as a one-off debut? 100% and it's the route I recommend. 
what I recommend following on from that is once you have a validated offer that you then get to be way more hands off and turn it into an evergreen funnel, which essentially means that you find various different means to get traffic, which is new eyes on your funnel. And your funnel is a digital journey to somebody learning about what it is to work with you. They can look very different all the time. They tend to be on websites and landing pages with a pitch to work with yourself. Some people just simply invite you to book a call and learn what it is to work with you with perhaps a couple of videos, a couple of testimonials to understand what it's like to work with them. Others will have a 40 to 60 minute webinar. Some people invite you to apply to watch the webinar. There are so many different ways to evergreen and perhaps I could do another podcast episode on that by itself. But as today is about live launching, I'm not going to go deeply into that and we'll save that for one for another episode. But yes, there we have it live launching. Take it or leave it. That's my stance on it. And I will be in your ears again next week. You have been listening to the Embodied Business Revolution podcast with myself, Polly Lavarello. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you enjoyed today's episode and are keen to hear more, come on over and join us behind the scenes at Embodied Business Revolution on Instagram. We can't wait to say hi.